I'll tell you what. Let me, Ethan, mute that television. Put down that fork because we're doing a podcast. I'll tell you what. Uncut, an uncut podcast tonight. Call me Adam Sandler with my uncut gems. Great movie. Respect to the Sandman. Uh, I'm not even going to edit any of this, man. We're just going to go for it because it is bad take after dark in remembrance of the Pac-12 after dark. Some of our greatest football we'll ever watch. Uh, coming to an end. Coming to an end. There's one more Pac-12 game. It's Pac-12 championship between Oregon and Washington. Rematch of a phenomenal football game that happened just a couple months ago. Uh, the last game, I believe, on the Pac-12 network was Notre Dame beating Stanford. And so I feel like that's fitting for the Pac-12 network to end on something like that. Uh, the last Pac-12 game that I saw was a UCLA versus Cal. And Cal did beat UCLA. Weird up and down season for UCLA, let me tell you. But uh, yeah, it's finally coming to an end, guys. Our uh, our beloved, our beloved conference of champions is coming to an end. Bill Walton is very upset. Uh, final thoughts on the Big Ten or the Pac-12, guys? Not the Big Ten. What am I saying? Ooh, Frank Reich fired from Carolina Panthers. Sorry, I got ESPN on right here. He looks like Steven Spielberg. But closing thoughts on the Pac-12, Ethan, I need you to to let me know. Oh, it's just a tragedy. I mean, there's no other way to say this other than it's a tragedy. I mean, how many memories did this conference bring us over the years? It was a beautiful conference. We had Cal, we had UCLA, we had Stanford. We Don't had... forget that Cal game where the band came on the field but they won – Anyway. Yes, we had UC, USC, we had Arizona, we had Arizona State. I mean, you're describing a conference of champions right now. You really are. Yeah, I mean, it's just a list of these programs that are some of the most storied in the entire country. I mean, think of Washington State. There's somebody that's flown the flag for the Cougars at every college game day, ever. And where are they going now? I don't know. I feel bad for them in Oregon State. Yeah, it's just it's a tragedy. I mean, and it's it's one of those things that this season that conference showed us how much potential it's always had. You know, it, that conference this season was one of the the most exciting things to trace. I feel like, um, like you know, you just had good quarterbacks. You had Dion. Uh, yeah, Keith, how about you? <laughs> well, let me tell you this. Uh, I love the conference champions. I did. A lot of a lot of heart, a lot of heart in those things. Good grief. This cord that I'm trying to come over to <laughs> charge. This is taking a while. Hey, talk about the Pac-12. <laughs> Pac-12. Sad <laughs> to see it go. Sad to see the the parody leave i guess because we're losing a competitive conference obviously they weren't you know making the playoff very much but still a lot of good memories and it'll be interesting to see in their last year if they they do have some playoff contenders national championship contenders well it got really dark um yeah i completely agree with you but 
a lot of the teams that are leaving are going to the Big Ten, and that's where I want to go next, guys. I want to talk about the Big Ten for a bit. Uh, Michigan, Ohio State, kind of lived up to the hype. Great game. Yeah, 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 it sure did. It was one of those games that I didn't really watch, but I kept up with the score the whole time. And then I watched the final two minutes of it, and I felt like, you know, I didn't need to watch the whole rest of the game. Maybe this is a bad take. Uh, I mean, that's the name of the podcast. Very fitting. For, you know, if I'm a real college football fan, I would have been glued to that the whole time. But my favorite type of games are the ones that you don't have to watch until the final two minutes. Yeah, I, I was I was too busy at that time watching uh, Louisville, Kentucky, oh my the gosh. actual marquee matchup of the early slate. Oh, poor Louisville, man. Had a chance at a playoff. And Mark Stoops, the once A&M head coach, got him out of there. Uh, we're going to talk about some coaching changes here in a bit. But, uh, yeah, Michigan wins that game. They win the big game, beat Ohio State. And get guess what? They get to play Iowa in the Big Ten Championship. Iowa, just a fascinating team to me. I know they're not the story of the Big Ten this weekend. It's definitely Michigan, but Iowa still extremely fascinating to me and how they how they win football games. I mean, Nebraska, God bless Nebraska's heart. They had that game won. Uh, Kate, I know you watched it. And not necessarily they had that game won, but they 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 coughed it up for Iowa to win that football game. Iowa throws an interception. Nebraska does the exact same thing, not even like three plays later. And, of course, Iowa's going to kick a field goal and make it, that kind of thing. So that'll be an interesting matchup. I, I expect Michigan to blow the doors off them. We'll do a review here don't in a bit. Count out a, don't count out a Hawkeye. I do. <laughs> I do count out a Hawkeye in this situation. Remember how they did against Penn State, and then remember how Penn State did it against Michigan. I think it's going to be comparable. And then, but just you have to always remember that this is college football, and crazy things always do happen on these conference championship weekends. Am I right? Uh, you're right. Crazy, crazy things do happen. Teams are going to be left out of the playoff because of these championship games. It's going to be, it's going to be very fun to keep track of. But let's go to coaching changes, man. Mark Stoops was there at A and M for like two seconds. Was he? Was he not? I don't know. It was never confirmed. But the official coach. It has been announced is Mike Elko from Duke is going back to Texas A&M to coach. Um, Cade, you put some notes in here about that. Uh, Give us your thoughts on Mike Elko to A&M, please. I think it's a good hire. I think he obviously rebuilt a a bad Duke program. It's interesting because I think Mark Stoops was a really good hire, but the entire fan base revolted. But uh, it's a ton of money. It's not as crazy as Jimbo's contract, but seven million a year for six years, and then some pretty awesome incentives: one million to make the playoff, one point five to advance in the playoff, or win the SEC, two million to advance to the semifinals, two point five to advance the championship, three point five for winning, and eleven million for assistance. And above that, if any of the above postseason incentives is accomplished, one additional year will be added to the contract. So it's like an extension based on merit. That's that's pretty cool. I, I don't you don't see that often. A and M's trying to redefine how they do these things after, you know, what you know, how much Jimbo's getting paid. Yeah, uh seventy six million dollar buyout. Man, still in awe of that contract. Another coaching change, Mississippi State hires 
Uh, Jeff Lebby, am I saying his last name right? I hope I am. Lebby, offensive coordinator at Oklahoma. Now, I'll tell you this, Kate, I know you like this hire. Give us your 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 bona fides about Jeff Lebby and why you like this hire for Mississippi State. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, I think it's really good. I remember uh, Kiffin raved about the guy when he was at Ole Miss for him and talked about how he was the best play caller he knew. And I think it's going to be really good for Mississippi State. $4.5 million, which is $1.5 more than Zach Arnett was getting, and then also a lot of really good incentives. So I think that's going to make the Egg Bowl really fun. I mean, the Egg Bowl was already really fun, but now it's going to be even better. And it's always good in those – like you mentioned him being an Ole Miss before. He knows the state of Mississippi. It's always like, you know, it's tough whenever you make these – like Arkansas, that's kind of the thing right now. It's if you were going to make a – like a hire, this OC hire, it's like, who's going to know the state that well and who wants to come, you know? Jeff Levy, great fit for the Bulldogs. Hey, man. I'm looking at his incentives here. A little bit lower. I'll tell you what, $1 million for winning the national championship. That's all. That's all. That's not $3.5 million like they give at A&M. Uh, 50000 if named SEC Coach of the Year, 100000 if named National Coach of the Year. So, I'll tell you what uh, – I like these incentives. I uh, hope they pull it out. We've got a uh, – you know what I want, Cade? Can I be honest with you? You know what I want? I want a Liberty update real quick. I saw a mariachi band being played in the in the uh, the locker room after the game. What was all, what was that about? Yeah, Liberty's 12-0. and 0. Uh, Pretty remarkable. First undefeated regular season for the school ever. And uh, first team Virginia to ever win 12 games. So, pretty cool. Uh, yeah, we beat UTEP, which is, like, right on the border of Mexico. And uh, I guess they decided to celebrate by having the mariachi band come in and play. <laughs> uh, they have some pretty crazy celebrations after every win, and that was one of the craziest. Yeah, I'd like to imagine that uh, Chadwell just saw those guys outside the stadium before the game, gave him like 20 bucks and said, please come play because we're going to win this thing. Um, but, hey, I'm happy for you, happy for Liberty. Still a chance at a, at a uh, New Year's Six Bowl. What uh, what has to happen? Like, what's the scenario for – I mean, obviously they have to win their conference championship. Does Tulane have to lose their conference championship? Because they're ahead in the playoff rankings. Yeah, so Tulane has to lose to SMU. So Liberty actually plays first on Friday. So Liberty has to win. Tulane has to lose. And then Liberty should be in if that happens. I think there's a outside chance that, you know, SMU, some people are saying they could jump Liberty. But I don't think that would happen. Um, but we'll see. SMU's quarterback, though, is out. So that'll make it tough to beat Tulane. Um, Kate, if Liberty was to go, I guess thirteen and zero would be a bowl win. Would you and all the Liberty faithful do kind of what UCF did that one year and claim a national championship? What? <laughs> well, I mean, I think jokingly that would be hilarious, but uh, seriously, I'm not a big fan of that. I, what I would hope would happen is like. Georgia would lose, and Washington would lose. Florida State would lose somehow, and we would be the only undefeated team. And then we could put up something that says only undefeated team. I guess Michigan we have to lose too. But I don't know if that's possible at this point mathematically. 
that would be my hope. Well, at that point, you just got to claim yourself national champion. You at just got to embrace it. Hey, but at that point, the athletic director needs fired. <laughs> because, because this could have been a national championship team, but that weak schedule, he didn't put Bama or somebody on the schedule. He or she, I don't know the gender of the Liberty athletic director. This, the poor scheduling may have just cost this team a national championship. Should have played Bama. Fire the yeah, AD. It's, it's, kind Bama. Of, it's kind of a catch-22. Our schedule actually was – our schedules were actually really good, and we had to cut games to join a conference. We, uh, we were going to play like three power five teams this year, but to join a conference, we had to cut those games. So it, it was necessary for the long term. Just short term, it's unfortunate. Hey, I hear you. I hear you. Has Zion Williamson, Ethan, has Zion Williamson gotten bigger? He looks like a bigger person this year. He's huge. Good question. I New Orleans Saints could use him. Yeah, they probably could. Um, I want to – you guys brought up playing Alabama. I want to talk about the Iron Bowl. That that ending, not not as crazy as the pick six ending, which is one of the best plays of all time. It happened 10 years ago. But – Fourth and 37 or whatever it was, fourth and goal from the 37-yard line, a absolute dime Jalen Miller throws to a guy in the corner of the end zone is one of the craziest endings to a game ever. The Iron Bowl, man, here's the funny thing about Auburn. The worse Auburn is, it seems like the better that they have a chance at winning the, the Iron Bowl. Remember a couple of years ago, Brian Harson's first year, they were bad. They almost beat Alabama. Same here. They're not a good team. They got destroyed by New Mexico last week, just last week. And I saw a tweet, and it's so right, because uh, coming into this game, Alabama fans were like, we got to watch out for Auburn. They know that if if Auburn comes off a bad game like they did last week, that they have a chance to beat mm-hmm. Bama. And that's what the Iron Bowl is. I feel sorry for Keaton Reipkema, my buddy, who goes to, to Auburn. Uh, man, what a, what a terrible way. What a terrible way to to lose that game. Let's break that down. They had a spy. They rushed two. They had a spy, I guess, if Milrow was going to run the ball. But, again, there were 37 yards between him and the end zone. There's some crazy. A secondary, one of the several secondary they're back there, could have gotten them. Why was there a guy just spying there? It didn't make any sense to me at all. There's a crazy stat that they said after the game. It's like. I think teams this season in college football in like fourth and longer than – or maybe it was third or fourth and longer than 35 were like 0 for 90 or something. <laughs> and, of, of course, the one that converts is the Iron Bowl. Uh, one of my favorite things, though, was, you know, Hugh Freeze is obviously the coach of Auburn. And uh, they brought up a lot of references to uh, – uh, fourth and 25, Arkansas versus Ole Miss several years ago, the Hunter Henry heave when uh, he lateraled it back and it fell in the hands of Alex Collins and he got a first down and Arkansas eventually won against Ole Miss. I just like all the tweets kind of reminiscing about how Hugh Freeze cannot uh, handle a, a team when it's fourth and 25 uh, minimum. And so it was just cool to see it. Go back to Arkansas. But, Were there yeah, ever any fourth and longs at Liberty with Hugh Freeze that you can remember, Cade? No, but they beat Arkansas. I remember that fondly. <laughs> My goodness. 
Do you miss Hugh Freeze? I bet you don't. I bet you don't miss Hugh Freeze at all. I don't miss Hugh Freeze at all. Liberty upgraded. This he's a big. scum. He's scum. <laughs> I don't think he's scum. <laughs> uh, I think he turned his life around. But I do think he made a mistake in leaving. Um. So you really? I mean, most <laughs> likely he's going to get fired. I mean, that's what happens at schools oh. like most coaches end up getting fired. That's but true. isn't it cooler to get chances are? Isn't it cooler to get big. fired from Auburn than just be the longtime Liberty coach? I don't know. Chadwell's laying down a foundation there right now. Yeah, I mean, there's a chance to go to New Year's Six, and then we return a lot of guys next year for expanded playoff year. There's not nearly as much pressure. You're making – Freeze was going to make $5 million at Liberty. That's a lot of money to not have a lot of pressure and to have a chance to win every game. So I'm just saying it's a pretty good gig. Yeah, yeah that is a good but gig. Jamie Chadwell, is he going to be – is he going to take one out of the book and depart for greener pastures? I don't think so. I think Mississippi State wanted him, and he turned him down. Right, but, like, there's greener pastures than Starkville, Mississippi. <laughs> the The only jobs that would seriously concern me would be Clemson and South Carolina because three out of his four jobs have been in the state of South Carolina. Right. So – you better pray that Shane Beaver can get at least eight wins next year. Better hope the Furman job doesn't open up. <laughs> you can watch over that Furman job. That's in South Carolina. That is in South Carolina. Um, but in all seriousness, Liberty's doing great. Kate, I know you're happy, and uh, I'm rooting for you, buddy. I am. I want to see them go to the go to the Sugar Bowl or whatever bowl they would end up in. Um, let's do a quick, uh, Biff update. Now these notes that I have written down here, are these updated Biff Poggi notes? Yes. This is how it finished for them. All right, sweet. They're three and nine, <laughs> two and six in their conference tie for 11th with Tulsa. And that's a bad Tulsa team. Let me tell you temple in East Carolina tie for 12. Thank you for putting temple in East Carolina in there as well because those are those are absolutely awful teams so hey year one for biff again talk about laying a foundation he's laying a foundation he took control halfway through the season and i think they improved slightly after that after he made those comments about how he's taking a closer watch on on this coaching staff and he, so uh yeah, yeah he actually exceeded expectations because they picked charlotte last and they got second to last so that is exceeding expectations. We speaking of exceeding expectations or not, um, how do we view Colorado? I'm just curious. How do we view Colorado's season? Terrible. Terrible. Got them some pub, some early pub that was good for them, but then they just got beat like a drum. They did get beat like a drum for the last eight weeks. Uh, terrible loss against Stanford. Uh, that old line was awful. Might have even been worse than Arkansas's as far as Power Five schools go. Um, but but he exceeded expectations as far as win totals go. I mean, I, I really don't know what to tell you, Cade. How how are you viewing this season for Colorado? I know we don't want to do too much Colorado talk because they're really not relevant to the national stage. But I am curious what your thoughts are on that. 
Yeah, I think it was a good first year, not great. I will say I wish other coaches were getting more attention because the Northwestern only won a game last year, and they're 7-5. And, and then South Florida only won one game last year, and they're 6-6. Six and six. So you talk about better coaching jobs by other guys, but the national media refuses to give them attention. So I have a problem with that. We will do that here. David Braun, North Northwestern coach. Give him his flowers. Who's the Boston College coach? Because that guy deserves a raise for the season that they have. I'll get that here in one second. But first, I got to get the South Florida coach. Alex Golish, give the man his flowers. He looks like Sean McVay a little bit. Butch Jones, Arkansas State. Give the man Butch Jones, Arkansas State. Give the man his flowers. We should start doing that at the end of every year. <laughs> Give the man his flowers. Who else should get his flowers? Not Matt Rule. I'll tell you this. They were five and three. And now they're losing. They lost their last four games and are missing a bowl. They are five and three. And I think three of those games that they lost were by like a complete point differential of like seven. Let's say it. Eliah Drinkwitz. Give the man his flowers. Eliah Drinkowitz, definitely give the man his flowers. Boy, they look good. Samuel Pittman. Samuel Pittman. I don't know about that one. Jeff Halfley, though, the Boston College coach, give the man his flowers, okay? And you know what? Let's throw Chadwell in there, too. Jamie Chadwell. I know Liberty had a good season last year. But give the man his flowers. You got to. You got to. Jimbo Fisher, he can buy all the flowers in the world now. Literally all of them. Um, dude, who's the guy at Iowa? Kirk Ferentz? Kirk Ferentz. <laughs> you can give the man his flowers. <laughs> Ten and two. And he made the tough decision. Or he or his athletic director did to depart from his son. God, had to depart from his son. He was crying when he did it, too. Um, I believe... Iowa is the only team to average less than 20 points and win 10 wins and have 10 wins in a season. I'm so. finding some. I'm trying to find some more people worthy of flowers right now. All right, we'll talk about – yeah, we'll, we'll keep that up with the flowers. We'll get into game picks, though, right now. Um, as you But keep looking for flowers. I, I, Barry Odom. Barry Odom, UNLV coach. Give the man his flowers. Man, that's a that was a that ended up being a really good team this year in the Mountain West, huh? I mean, how who's the coach of the Montana Grizzlies? They went ten and one. Oh, they only had eleven games. Uh, yeah, but give him his flowers. Give the man his flowers. Um, I'm ready to pick if you are. Yeah, I'm ready to pick. Let's get into this, guys. Uh, we're gonna start with Friday night. It's championship week. One of my favorite times of the year. Man, it's great. It's great. Friday night, you got two games. You've got Conference USA between New Mexico State and Liberty. Hey, Liberty's hosting that game. And Kate, as always, well, not always because we didn't do this sometimes, but we're going to start with you, man. Who do you like in this game? Gee, I wonder who he's going to pick. <laughs> Fan the Flames, 13-0. Right on, right on. Ethan, who do you like in this game? We said it's Liberty versus JMU. Nope, New Mexico State. <laughs> oh, thank you for listening. Uh, there, um, I saw New Mexico State play Auburn a couple weeks ago, and I'm I'm bought in, man. I like them to upset the Flames. Oh no, 
I think that would just that would ruin that would ruin Cade, and I don't want to see Cade ruin. So I'm also going to pick Liberty. It's uh, what what's Liberty's field called or stadium? What's it called? Williams Stadium. Dude, nobody except for the the Flames are winning at Williams Stadium. Since a loss to Hawaii on September 23rd, New Mexico State has rattled off one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Great they also lost to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And they lost to UMass, too. So They also already lost to Liberty. And they lost to Liberty, but we don't <laughs> talk about that result. What was the score? What was the score of that game? 33-17. 33-17. So that's, uh, that's a 16-point victory from Liberty. Probably covered. Uh, yeah, give me Liberty in that one. The other Friday night game, Oregon versus Washington. It is a rematch of the Washington win from a month and a half ago. And let me tell you this. You know what's interesting about this game, Ethan? You yeah. might be looking this up. I don't know. But Oregon is a nine point nine points, more than a touchdown favorite in this game. On a neutral field, yes, I think it's, it's wise to have Oregon picked as the favorite on a neutral field. They've looked better. But nine points? Kay, do you agree with that? I I do not. I don't agree with that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Washington again. You're gonna go Washington. Why? I think that they'll play up to it. I think that uh they've struggled in games that weren't, weren't there wasn't a lot of hype around, but in the big games they've shown up and they've obviously done what they needed to do. And I think they'll have one of their better games again against Oregon. Ethan, who do you like in this game? I like Oregon. I really like Oregon in this one. They put the beat down this past week. I think it was a beat down, unless I'm just completely making this up. I know Bo Nix had a phenomenal game against uh, Oregon State. That's their rivalry game. Um, yeah, they handled Oregon yeah, State. Yeah, they beat them 31-7. Bo Nix in that game had – 367 yards, two touchdowns. I just think Washington has been so close to losing recently. And I think Oregon's gotten stronger as the year goes. Um, so I like Oregon. A uh, quick thing, though, um, I just looked it up. The game that New Mexico State and Liberty played in earlier this year, the leading receiver for Liberty was C. Daniels. Gade. <laughs> Who is this? Do you have something still to got some eligibility. What? Oh. I still got some eligibility. <laughs> okay, I was just looking. I was like, oh, let me look at the box score. And it said Liberty's top receiver was C. Daniels. I was like, I, I didn't know you played for them. Um, So, yeah, this is news. He doesn't. You had 129 yards in that game. Hey, I'll tell you I like in the Oregon-Washington game. I like Oregon. Not by a nine points, though. I, I think it'll be close. And I think it'll come down to a last possession, that kind of thing. I, I think people are counting out Washington a little too much. Lest we forget, this team is undefeated. I mean, they haven't – they've been tested all year. But they still find a way to win. But I, I think Oregon is going to win on a late field goal. I think it's going to be like 33-30. It's going to be a great game. I'm, I'm looking forward to that game. Um – Let's head into Saturday. Boy, we got some good ones. 
Oklahoma State at Texas. Oklahoma State, who'd have thunk it? That's a Josh Pate reference because he did thunk it before the season started. Had Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship. Kate, who do you like in this one? This is Mike Gundy special. I think Mike Gundy's going to get it done. Texas is going to choke. They're not back. And uh, Mike Gundy has an incredible season after getting throttled by South Alabama at the beginning of the year. Okay, Ethan? You know, I would have been tempted to to make the same pick that Cade did about three weeks ago, but Oklahoma State kind of whimpered down the last little stretch of the season. They got uh, beat 45-3 by UCF. Then uh, this past week, they had to they took double overtime to beat BYU. I think Texas is I think Texas is going to win by, I'm going to go 10 points, a 10-point Texas win. Oh, I'll tell you, there's a lot of a lot of teams, a lot of fans out there would be very happy if uh, Mike Gundy, the Mike Gundy special, you call it, would uh, beat Texas because that would just alleviate a lot of uh, crazy playoff scenarios if we can just eliminate Texas from it, you know? Uh, you got to think, right, if Alabama beats Georgia – who would you put in? Would you put in Georgia? Would you put in Alabama? Would you put Texas? But I don't think it's going to happen. I've been riding with Texas all year, man. I can't stop now. Texas is back. Quinn Ewers gets it done. Uh, next up, we got Miami, Ohio versus Toledo. Cade, who do you like in this one? I'm taking the Rockets. They've been really good. They have a two-point loss to Illinois, and that's it. So, go Toledo. Ethan. I like that pick. Toledo is one of those teams that you can always count on to do good to win the MAC. It's it's the, one of those teams that you don't even have to look at who you, who everybody else should have back that year. You just pick Toledo because it's Toledo. They run that conference. Well, you guys have swayed me. <laughs> I'll go Toledo as well. Boise State, UNLV, UNLV hosting at Allegiant Stadium, same as the Friday Night Pac-12 Championship. Cade. I'm going UNLV. I think Barry Odom gets a conference championship. Also, uh, Boise State, interim head coach right now. They fired their head coach and then wound up in the conference championship game. Wild. Ethan. I like Barry Odom and the boys. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm going to go Barry Odom and the boys, too. I don't like to. I don't like to go against the grain, go away from the crowd, you know? Uh, next up, we've got Georgia, Alabama, probably the biggest game of the day, uh, decides a playoff, I think playoff spot. Kate, who do you like? It's so difficult. Not like, I just want to pick Bama after what just happened, but also it's like Georgia hasn't lost a game in two years. So I'm going to go Georgia. Ethan. Yeah, I like. I like Georgia. I I don't think Georgia wins the national championship again this year. I'm not convinced, but I don't think Bama is the team to prevent them from even having a shot at it. I don't, you know, this Bama is kind of that team that I still think is a fraud. Man, both these teams, every time I think they're going to falter, they don't. And in Bama's case, it was a crazy ending that had them not falter this past week. I think I got to go Georgia. I think I got to go Georgia. But this is one that um, uh, you definitely do not put money on at all. 
is I don't you don't know how this one's gonna go. But I mean, Kirby finally got the monkey off his back and beat Nick Saban last year, you know? And so man, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be able to do it again. I guess he did it two years ago also in the national championship. But I think he's gonna do it again. I think Kirby Smart really has these guys playing not only like the best team in the country, but with a chip on their shoulder, which is funny for the best team in the country to have a chip on their shoulder like that. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I like Georgia. SMU Tulane, Tulane hosting. Cade? I'm going to go Tulane, even though I want them to lose. I think it's just hard. It's at home and SMU without their starting quarterback. Ethan? I'm with you. I like Tulane. They got um... – one of my favorite coaches in the country. I always forget his name, but I like him a lot. Yeah, that guy. You talk about uh... Fritz. Yeah, I Willie watched Fritz. him last year. I watched them last year play one of the most exciting college football games I've ever seen against USC in the great the comeback. Or was it Sugar or Cotton or something? I like him. Yeah, it was one of those. I like. You know what? I'll say it. I'm with you. I like Tulane as well. Give me the green wave. App State, Troy. I'm going to go Troy. They're hot right now. So they eviscerated their most recent opponent after upsetting JMU the week before. So go they App eviscerated. State. Wait, you, got, you want Troy or App State? Sorry, did I say Troy? I meant App State. Ethan. I like Troy. I think that they still have that crazy Hail Mary from last year in the back of their minds, and they're ready to get their revenge whenever it matters most. They're going to go out on is it on Saturday? Yep. And they're going to say, hey, you could have got – you got a good win against us with college game day there, but we're going to get a win against y'all in the conference championship. Uh, I also like App State. They are on a tear, like you're saying. That JMU win, MU win, JMU win. Try saying that five times fast. That was big. Uh, all right, we got two more. Michigan, Iowa. Cade. I'm going Michigan. I don't think Iowa has the offense. Ethan. I'm going to go Iowa. <laughs> just, just because. You are a, a fiend. I don't think that Michigan has the defense. For this Iowa offense. <laughs> that is, you know what? I said I wasn't going to edit anything out. I'm editing that out. That was ridiculous. What a comment. Um, Man, it would be the funniest thing ever if Iowa can win this game. <laughs> but I don't think they can. Give me Michigan. All right, Louisville, Florida State. Cade. I'm going Florida State, and they're getting in the playoff. Yeah, without a, with a Wanamaker at quarterback. Ethan, I like Louisville to bounce back from that loss to Kentucky. Florida State looks shaky without um without Jordan Travis. Uh, I think Louisville will come back fired up. Man, I hate to be this guy, but without Jordan Travis, I don't think Florida State deserves to be in. But if they win, they have to be in the playoff. Mm-hmm. So I kind of hope Louisville beats them, so we don't have to worry about it. So give me Florida State. I still think they're going to win this game, and they are going to make a playoff. Mike Norvell, UCA grad, gets it done. All right, well, guys, this has been great. I think Honey uh, was asleep, which is fair, because it's like 